Pickaxe. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are heaved from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! With less than 20 patrons to go, Xander's soon-to-be canon alien abduction one-shot is right around the corner. Join us in achieving our very first Patreon stretch goal and support the show, all while snagging some awesome bonus goodies. Head on over to patreon.com slash castparty and check out the loads of exclusive content from the cast and crew. Behind the scenes drops after every single cast party episode where you can hear more about our conspiracy theories, thoughts on our story, and behind the scenes info you won't get anywhere else. And the after party drops the first of every month, which is a plethora of crazy one shots and miniseries that we've got waiting for you. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll also receive access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties and community-run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every cast party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Wish Thief! Brand new anniversary merch is still on our store over at cast party myshopify.com. Thank you all again for listening. Enjoy the episode. Finish up. We need to get back on the trail. They can move fast, but we should be able to catch up now that we've found the prince's scent. Don't worry. You're going to get a lot more than just birds and deer once we catch up with them. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my skinwalking cast and crew, Gross. Ryan McManus. <laughs> Hi, okay, so we also figured out that this episode is going to come out on January 3rd. So we all decided that we're going to give you our characters New Year's resolutions. So hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo heart musician whose New Year's resolution is... If he finds himself in Fendrea for much longer, to start learning a more Fendrean instrument that is more pleasing to the people so they can start enjoying his music. And if they make it back to LA, he wants to write and record a concept album about his experience in Fendrea called Oops All Revolutions. Title subject to change. <laughs> I like that. We have Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress whose New Year's resolution was to stop judging nerdy kids who love fantasy in an attempt to feel more connected to the <laughs> Through the Realms of Maria project. Because she definitely would instantly judge anyone who said they loved Lord of the Rings or knew their Hogwarts house or played Dungeons and Dragons, but she had to research a bunch of these things for her role. And now she understands a bit, but she still can't help but kind of judge because she feels like those people are living in a childish fantasy world and not connecting to or appreciating the real earth right in front of them. But hey, it's still like <laughs> July or something for her, so she's still got time. Whoa. <laughs> oh my. Damn. 
just calling out the whole cast, <laughs> including <laughs> herself. And like all of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> out of love. We have Nigel Deacon. AO, uh, Xander Gucci Supreme, whose New Year's resolution is to make amends. Um, you know, he's been thinking about it a lot and he's finally ready to drop his clothing line, Amends. Uh, it's a streetwear line that's just totally unapologetic. <laughs> wow. And adding that to potential merch line. <laughs> Finally, we have Vince Burrito. Hi, Jet the Boulder Chambers. So this is a very big one for Jet. It's very hard when he's tried multiple times and just can't seem to crack it. He has tried every year to give up dumplings. And it is almost impossible. Just for the year, you know, he gets about a week in and caves. Sometimes he'll try to supplement it with falafel, but it doesn't work. You found a way to include food in your New Year's resolution just because Jet <laughs> loves food. <laughs> yes. I love it. Can't escape it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about what happened last time. Last time, you all entered the sewers and headed down to Pastow from the Valorith Bridge. You saw a few noticeable changes, including brick streets and buildings being created on the archways. You came across a seemingly homeless man with seven dogs with golden eyes. Jet and Blueberry gave them some food, and he offered you advice as he was leaving. Jet's divine sense showed that this man was indeed a celestial. As he turned back to the group, his necklace had the profile of a dragon head glowing on it once again. He proceeded to tell Jatoba and May about what happened in Valorith and make sure they knew the sign of the resistance. Before going to the drunken ox, you listened to the video and Xander heard voices again. He was drawn to a few words, particularly use the blade. Jet allowed him to cut himself. It seemed like the blade was absorbing blood. Curiosity struck, but you moved on. And heading to bed that night, you all awoke level 7. But while sleeping, Sebastian had another dream walking through a lavish mansion, breaking into locked doors, and catching the eye of a man who told him, thank you for coming. Sebastian and Jet filled in the others about Sebastian's dreams, and you left for Duford. Jatoba took you to Paybrook. You walked there and went straight to Town Hall, where you encountered Mayor Tibblesworth IV. He gave you a book where he had written down the recent disappearances, old disappearances, and unsolved crimes in Duford. He proclaimed he had someone in custody, but Clarissa was still taken that previous night. You went to Sylvan and using Zone of Truth discovered she was obviously not a part of the kidnapping of the children from their beds. She told you any tracks leading away from the buildings where the children were taken led to the northwest and to the gray skies, a pirate ship from centuries ago that no one knows how it got into a forest miles inland. People have visions and go crazy when they get close to it, and Sylvan refused to go near it again if she doesn't have to. You all headed to the temple where Crystal was taken from and met a priest there. You discovered the scrapes on the window frame looked to be claw-like and that the blood on her bed was minimal and closer to the center of her sheets. Crystal rushed to the caregiver Faye's place the day before she was taken. Then you all headed to Faye's. Now you're inside this small caregiver's house. It is less like a doctor's office and more just a comfortable small building for people to get treated in. Faye, the small halfling woman, is here. Again, long braided black hair, left arm all bandaged up, and she turns around and smiles. And so the scene is set. The question is... Oh, hi! How, how are you? 
we good. Um, how are you? Business is slow, and that's a good thing for the town. Are you Faye? Uh, yes, I am Faye. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Blueberry. So nice to meet you. Are you okay? Do you need uh, some healing or? All good. All good. Took a nasty fall down some stairs and just need to keep it up for a bit. Uh, are you injured? Can I help you? No, uh, we're actually here to help with the problem of like all the little homies running away, getting <laughs> ro- runned away, stolen. <laughs> I think most people believe they're being taken. Well, we've got our theories of our own. Let, leave it to the professionals. But uh, we are here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, here we go. Wait. So, okay. Sorry. So, little homie. Crystal. Little homie Crystal. She, you know, she had her coming of age moment. And. How did you um, know about that? You weren't supposed to know about. HIPAA. 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 <laughs> you guys have HIPAA? Yeah. She's the one who keeps all our records, and she doesn't tell anyone oh about them. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, so we gotta go talk to HIPAA? Uh, HIPAA's not around right now. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> HIPAA can't come to the phone right now. Um. <laughs> well, we're noticing a pattern. A blood pattern in the disappearances. Have you noticed this? I see lots of people. Have any other children come to you recently? Um, recently? No. When you saw Crystal, anything seem off about her in the slightest, or... Besides the obvious. She was just worried. Do you know Jezebel? Jezebel? As you say that, Blueberry, give me insight. Ah! Mm. Oh, baby, oh, baby, 21. Nice. I don't... Recall a Jezebel? Ma'am? Is there a reason you're lying to me right now? Oh, get him. Are you questioning my authority? Uh, yeah. I'm questioning your honesty. Jet, drop that shit! We're just trying to help. I appreciate you trying to help. So can you be honest with us? I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. What if we brought the mayor here? We have ways of making you talk. Bro. I meant that in a less. <laughs> God damn it. That was less threatening. Excuse me, ma'am. You have no reason to disturb the mayor. I'm sorry, but we are helping. The mayor knows we are on his side and we are trying to save girls' lives right now. And one more just disappeared the other day. And this is going to keep happening if you can't be honest with us. Asking about medical history. And the history of those from this village, I cannot give you those answers. That's fine. I asked if you knew Jezebel, and you do. Yes. So why did you lie? Long ago, I knew of a Jezebel. Like a Jezebel, like the the trope, or what? That's a is that a trope? <laughs> yeah, Colin asking. Yeah. Memphis Mayfire song. Yeah, it's like a home wrecker. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? A, an evil and yeah. scheming woman. Yeah, that. I thought that was a song about a girl named Jezebel. No. <laughs> no. Well, like, it's about a girl trying to stray you from God, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. Jezebel? Yeah. That's yeah, why that Jezebel. feminist news website is called Jezebel. Yeah. Is that why I've never met anybody named Jezebel? Excuse you. No, this has two Zs. Oh, good to know. Oh, Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel. I, knew, I knew somebody was going to say it. <laughs> I, I, I'm oh. sorry. I, I meant to say two Bs. Oh, okay. You knew a Jezebel. Tell me about her. 
I cannot tell you about any medical history of anyone in this village. I don't need a medical history. I'm sorry, this sounds very suspicious, and we're gonna have to tell the mayor about this. Feel free. Colin, I'm casting Detect Thoughts on her. Oh, you fuck. (laughs) As Blueberry's, like, kind of grilling her, I just want to, like, take a second and just really, really focus. I'm hoping with her kind of just being intently grilled by Blueberry that her focus is kind of on her, so it's a wisdom save of 15. Sebastian, as you're doing that, give me stealth or arcana and i'm gonna give you advantage because blueberry's distracting her to see if you can do this without her noticing yes 24 okay yeah you're totally fine she only has to roll a save if he chooses to dive deeper than surface level thoughts so surface level thoughts right now she is a little bit panicked on the inside and she does not want blueberry to go get the mayor nice i'm gonna look at blueberry and just say, I don't know, Blueberry, I think we should get the mayor. Um, how, how about you tell her that? Um, and all the bad things that are going to happen to her. Yeah, I think we should, because we just had a great interaction with the mayor. He is completely supporting our investigation here. He's giving, he's cooperating fully, and he told us to let him know if we ran into anyone who wasn't cooperating or being suspicious. Deeper. No, I am cooperating. I told you I don't know anything about Jezebel. And then you said wisdom save? Yeah, wisdom save of 15. That's a dirty 20. Damn. So it fails and I lose the connection. Out. All of you. Now. Especially you. And she points to you, Sebastian. Gosh, shit. Alright. Let's go get him. I walk out. I'm sorry. I, I, I was in her mind and I tried to go a little further and you were in her mind? Yeah. What did she think? Um, she did not want you to go get the mayor. <gasps> we should go get the mayor. And then I got too greedy and I'm sorry and I fucked it up. What? What does that mean? I I tried to focus a little harder, but I think she caught me. I wanted more. So you guys are all heading back over to the mayor's? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would it, would it be a good idea for one of us to stay there in case she tries to run away or something? At least by the door or something. Like, keep a, keep an eye out. I'll stand by the door. Oh, that's that's a good idea, Jet. Take my sending stone. Okay. So Jet has a sending stone, and you guys all head over to the mayor's. Jet, from where you are, you can see the front door to the town hall. That's how close these two buildings are. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Before we walk in, Jet, you get a text notification on your sending stone. Oh. <laughs> what? Does it, like, vibrate? Yeah, it goes... Ooh, oh, what's this? (laughs) But only because Sebastian thought... (laughs) (laughs) I want to look at my sending stone text notification. It just says hi with a poop emoji, and then I walk into the mayor's office. (laughs) You just said hi with a poop emoji in your brain, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) The three of you march into the mayor's office as the mayor gets down from his chair... What are you doing? You should be out working. What? You have not found them yet, have you? We're trying. No, we've come with information. Oh, that's nice. We thought you should be made aware that we went to Faye to ask her some questions about Crystal and Jezebel, who we heard also disappeared a long time ago. And she lied and said she'd never met Jezebel and she was a really bad liar 
And when I pressed her about it, she got all pissy. She said, yes, I knew a Jezebel, but no, I'm gonna get, not going to tell you anything. And you should leave now. It's, it was really suspicious. This is so curious. She was not here when Jezebel disappeared. <sighs> Please let me see the book. I hand it out. And then he points out two little passages. This first one was the disappearance of Jezebel Waden. It simply says, Jezebel Waden, three years old. Oh my God. Disappeared from her bed as a young girl and wasn't seen for about a week. Turned back up at her own doorway to her house. She had no recollection of what had transpired the week before. She returned home with a paralyzed left hand that almost looks like she's holding something loosely. And then... He points to a different portion that has Jezebel Waden at the age of 46 under major unsolved crimes. Screams in the middle of the night coming from residents. When investigated, Jezebel's daughter Trinity, seven, was found dead in her room. On the nearby wall in blood was writing that said, I'm sorry. Trinity no longer had most of her hair. It was cut off by something blunt edged. Jezebel has not been seen since and is primary suspect for the murder of her daughter. What the Jesus fuck? Christ. Oh my God, how long ago was this? Uh, within the last 20 years? No one has seen her since. No one's heard of her and where she went or anything? No sign of her whatsoever. Do you know how old Faye is? Not particularly. Do you know when she arrived here? Within the last 10 years. Which arm did she have wrapped up? It was her left arm. Do you think she could be Jezebel in disguise? No, Jezebel was a human. But maybe she's uh, gotten magic. Or she's a skinwalker. Skinwalker. Jezebel has had her arm like that for many years since she was a child. Faye just returned from her visit out west with her arm broken. Oh, so that's new. Yes, within the last three months or so. Okay. Mm. Sorry to ask again. The gray skies was northwest? Northwest. In the forest. Yeah, that's that's what I don't like. What do you mean? Why don't you like it being northwest? She could have claimed that she came home from a trip from being out west, but she could have wandered up to the gray skies on accident, and maybe, maybe Jezebel was waiting for the original Faye. Replaced her? Yeah. It just was, it's really weird, suspicious that Faye, she got real freaked out when we asked her about Jezebel. And then she admitted that she once knew a Jezebel, but she was super dodgy and didn't want to tell us anything. And her left hand is out of business and Jezebel's left hand was paralyzed. Like, it's just, it's really suspicious, right? This is curious. Faye had left and come back three months ago. Yeah. Just before the disappearances started. Voila. Do you know where where did she say she was going out west? The original Faye. She had to make a house call to Tulta. How about we go heal her arm? We've got healing magic. And if she still can't move it, suspish, you know? Would you come with us? I feel like she doesn't respect us because we don't have authority here, you know? He grabs two of the nearby guards. Hell yeah. And they even grab their dogs. Hell yeah. And you guys head back over and you see Jet at the front door. We brought the posse. As they're coming back, when they're like really close, I'm going to send a message to Sebastian Sendingstone. 
and it's just going to say, I see you with like the big eyes that are looking to the side. (laughs) (laughs) You just get another one back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to whisper to Jet quickly, like a summary of what just happened and what our current theories are like. And we go in. Blueberry, open the door. Building's empty. God what? Damn it. Jet, what the hell? Dude, I didn't see anything come out of here. Can I check the back doors and windows situation? There is no other doors. There's only the one door. Give me investigation for the windows. Can someone help me? Uh, I got you. While she's looking at that, I want to look at the, the floors. I want to look for any, like, floor panels or anything like that. 17. 10. Blueberry with a 17. All of the windows are locked from the inside. Something else is different about this room right now. (gasps) What? There were some books on a nearby desk that are no longer there. Guys, there were some books over there and now they're not there. Weird. I got an 11 for the floor. Floor looks like floor. I'm casting locate creature. Where is she? Ooh. Damn. Ooh. I sense the direction as long as the creature is within a thousand feet. If the creature is moving, you know the direction. Can't locate a creature if uh, running water at least 10 feet wide blocks the direct path. You do not know exactly where she is. What? Do I know something? You know she's not within a thousand feet of you. <gasps> what? Excuse me? Bitch has some divination blocking shit. What? There is still a notebook on her desk. It looks like she grabbed some of the stuff, but there is one more. Guys, I cast my biggest spell to locate her, and I can't even sense her. That means she's either not within a thousand feet or she's got some way to block me. What is this book? You open the book. It is doctor's notebook detailing things. So you're seeing stuff you probably shouldn't be. About three months ago, you see the handwriting changed. Now, this entire book only seems to keep tabs on the menstruation cycles of the young children in the village. Oh my god, look at this bitch! She changed three months ago, and she's only creepy! What the hell? And that's when she got back! Clarissa is freshly marked off with having her first period the day before she was taken. Marked off? Blueberry. How many more names are there? Yeah, do you see any other names? There are lots of names... They have ages next to them. So it's like she's keeping tabs on all of the children. Mm, Okay. I may be jumping the gun a little, but I think we need to go to the gray skies. Yeah. The gray skies is probably way out of a thousand feet. Or she just disappeared from like this whole plane in general. Just like what we did. Let's go to the pirate ship. I don't know if I could follow you there or have my guards accompany you. What are they for? Do you want to save these girls? Yes, of course we do, but we don't know if they're there. And they've been there before. (sighs) What does that mean? Bad things happen there. We've sent the guard there multiple times and everyone starts going crazy. No one wants to go there. You, on the other hand, are being paid. Yeah, you got us there. I'll double the price. All right, folks, we are ready to go. We don't even know what the first price was. I was going to give you 25 gold per child per person. So that's 400 gold. I will give you 800 gold. All right. 
All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I will have my guards canvas the whole area. Oh, cool. I don't know what that means, but cool. Just check out her stuff here. Oh, awesome. Okay. Good call. You all head on your way to the northwest in search of the gray skies. Ugh, now I'm down my biggest spell. You make your way out of Duford, passing some of the more remote houses out in these hills, until you are greeted by a line of trees in the distance where the forest begins. You can see a pretty unmistakable old muddy path heading into the forest. There are trees pretty close together. There's the sound of faint forest animals around, but the further you get into the forest, the more the trees start to change. The leaves get slightly darker, more of a sickly green than your traditional leaves. The bark starts to look more and more gray. Further ahead, you can see an opening where there are small flames flickering like candles. All around this area is a greenish fog that looks like it has illuminated particles throughout it. These provide a very dim amount of light, but they are so numerous it makes it harder to see through the fog. I want to pull Daisy around and just kind of play something a little eerie and spooky. To kind of <laughs> you want to add out. to the scariness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lean in. It's called ambience. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to get us in the mood. I just kind of want to gather everyone around, and this could get a little spooky, uneasy. Just keep your mind about you. Remember, we're all friends. We're all here to make a difference, and we got this. Uh-huh. Everybody, bardic inspiration. I'm wasting three of my four slots. Oh. So you're just doing it one after another. How long does that last? Ten minutes. So I wanted to do it like right before we got there in case some scary shit happened. And Jet, you get the advantage, Bardic. Ooh, all right. I'm going to give Sebastian like a, a little pat on the back and and say that was beautiful and terrifying. And I don't know why you played that, but you know... Nature guide you as well and cast guidance on him. Just my aesthetic, Blueberry. I do have something else that I'm still kind of debating in my head whether or not I should do it. Now nah, I'm just going to go for it. You know, if this place is like supposed to make you see things, Xander's like, I can't see things if I'm already seeing things. And he's going to eat the mushrooms. Ooh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Give me a constitution save with disadvantage. Oh. And are you sneaking this? I guess. Okay, it's a decent first roll. Slightly less decent second roll. 16. This tastes so bitter. It feels like it's trying to eat you from the inside out. Oh. It hurts so bad. You immediately vomited up. <laughs> Xander, what the hell is going on? Don't worry about it. <coughs> I'm just going to put these away and uh, just I'll pocket the rest of the mushrooms. Oh my God. Okay. We're going to. I'm good. It's fine. Everything's good. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Later. We're talking about this. Nope. It's fine. <coughs> Let's get in there and save them girls. I know I cast Guidance, but I'm going to ignore that and kill it and uh, cast Pass Without a Trace with the staff instead. 
I'll put this D4 back. (laughs) (laughs) You look ahead. Just inside the fog is a large, broken-down pirate ship. There are three ripped sails still adorning their masts. On the right side of this ship, you can see a small overhang that has been created with leaves and branches, and it has a makeshift door beneath it to get into the collapsing ship. In front of this door is a small area that is enclosed by sharp branches that are put outwards. They're like sharp stake fences to ward off intruders. There is a small opening that allows you to enter into this enclosed area. In front of the opening are two skulls with red candles lit on top of them. The wax melts, flows down inside the skull, and pours out from the empty eye sockets. There are two more skulls on the inside which their eyes seem to be spewing out some of this green fog. I'm going to send another message through my sending stone to Sebastian. (laughs) It's just going to say, Ooh, V spoopy with a skull head emoji. (laughs) I'll reply with three jack-o'-lantern emojis. You guys are still just saying these out loud because the sending stones are verbal. (laughs) I'm going to reply back with, Do you think Blue will ever ask for her phone back? Before we actually head in, and before I put Daisy away, after, like, I finish the little notes of the inspo song, I'm going to notice it's a little out of tune, and I'm going to use the tuning fork to tune it to F-sharp, and I'm going to do fire damage, please. Okay, guys, let's go sneaky. And keep your wits about you. Okay. Marching order and stealth rolls, please. 25. 26. 18. I'm going in the back. 17. And the order? I'll go first. I'll go second. And I'll be third. How far does the smoke from the skull reach? Like, where is that? This is feeding into the entire area. This just seems to be the major group of it. Uh Uh-huh. And is it one skull that's spitting it out or multiple? Two. I'm going to cast a spell magic on one of them. See if anything happens. You see that it continues to spew this smoke from the inside. Damn. Mm. Okay, so that's not magic. Does it smell? A little bit. Like what? It smells almost mold-like. Can I just shoot one of the skulls with an Eldritch Blast? Oh, God. Before we enter... Yeah, this will make us real stealthy. (laughs) It's a dirty 20. You see this skull does indeed break open. And you can see that there was a thurible. It is a sphere that's got these holes on the outside. It's like made of metal. And this is what seems to be spewing this smoke. And you're able to crack it open. And you can see a big puff of this smoke comes out and it starts filling the area even more. What is that? So it stops puffing or expanding? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it still expelling the green gas? It looks like it is very much slowed down. It's just much thinner and you kind of made it pretty thick where you're going. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Sorry about that, y'all. Thought thought I had a smart. Should we go around? Yeah, is there is there an around that we could go? Are you guys walking together, or Xander, are you like sending Namora? 
Oh, yeah. Let's send Amora out and see if there we can see another way around. There are some cracks in the hull of the ship. Probably not big enough to get through. On the leftern side of the ship, one of these decaying, deteriorated trees is starting to grow through the hull. But this seems to be the only major entryway. So the the cracks in the in the sides, are they like cracky enough to break? It would take a while, but yes. Okay. Never mind. If we were to hold our breath, how hard would it be to pass through the fog at its thickest? If you rush into the doorway, probably not terrible. Because if we can hold our breath for the number of minutes of our constitution modifier, and we can walk 30, 35 feet per round. I can hold my breath for two minutes. What if we just had little flying boy pick up all the little chalices and and fly (gasps) them out? Yeet it. Is he affected? Is he affected by the smoke as he's going through this? Get him to pick up the other one that we haven't touched and throw it away. Or if anyone has any like extra cloth, we can always wrap it like bandanas. We can just rip it off a shirt or something. Anyone have like a bucket? I do, but you don't want to put your head in there. <gasps> the fucking Wait. bucket! <laughs> Wait. Okay, how do we how do we open the fucking bucket and like vacuum? Does the fucking bucket act as a vacuum? Can he just hold it up and just kind of <laughs> suck the air in? So, no, what, what we got to do is you just got to put it in front of your face and run forward through it, and it'll just eat everything in front of you. Who are we maddening across Vendrea with this fucking spores? I was thinking just hold your breath, pick up the other one that we haven't hit, and drop it in. Okay, I can yeah. do that. All right. I already had a, a rough morning here, so let's. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do exactly that. Well, have, have Nomura do it, though, because what if something happens when you go to pick it That's up? That's true. Oh, he's in there. Damn it. <laughs> I, I did already move my character. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Nomura, I mean, he's buff, but he's still pretty small. <laughs> All right. We're, wait, is that the skull? Well, I eat one with my bucket, and then for good measure, I'll just put the bucket over the other. I'll do one of bucket down scoop kind of motion, and, and that should do it. And then I'll, I'll run in, just into the doorway, quietly, as fast as I can, into a hiding spot, maybe, if it's there. You pop open that doorway. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Cool. Oh, ah, God. Cool. Damn it. As you pop open this door, you hear an axe behind it fall, and it cuts a rope. <gasps> you see a giant log that was held by a rope coming right at you, about to hit the doorway. I got a nat 20 on that one. Let's go, boy. You're able to just barely dodge out of the way and into the doorway as this log just slowly comes to equilibrium like a pendulum. Hell yeah. I mean, with a nat 20, I should do like a front flip over it. Damn. I'm going to hold my breath and run in to where he is. Yeah. Running in. And you guys get into the lower portion of this ship. There's a large wall to your right. This looks to be like an integral part of the ship. But the other walls that make up this corridor look like they have just kind of been placed here. There is a narrow corridor. It has just enough room for this log before it jolts to the left. Coming around this corner, there is the body of a mermaid on the wall. Body? Meaning? For reals? Not body. Like the body as in an old ship figurehead. Oh, carved. Okay. (laughs) And then as you continue along, Jet, you're seeing this 
you're starting to see that even in this area, there's a lot of this fog. You guys are continuing to hold your breaths. Coming around the corner, you see a stack of boxes. There's a rope, old pirate equipment. There's a large four-armed statue here. It looks like possibly loot from the pirate ship long ago, as well as some of those corrupted tree roots you saw from the left side that are coming in. This is all in a small room that has a pole in the center. There is a gear on top of the pole. Attached to the gear is a rope that is holding on to another one of those spherical cages that is spraying fog in this room. It is continually moving around the room and it's spraying this fog. And you can see there's a lever right under that gear. I'm gonna pull the lever. Everyone who walked into the room, which I'm going to say was everyone but Sebastian. Yes. Maybe Xander. Everyone who is in the room, I need dexterity saving throws. Cool, 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 cool. I do have immunity against disease. Just throwing it out there. 17 with jets plus two. 19. As Blueberry pulls this lever, yes, it does stop the gear on top from moving. But one of these boxes was rigged with the nails. It pops open and shoots a bunch of nails at your feet, but you're both able to jump up over these things. I'm a point at the thurible and point at the bucket. Oh, God, is this more charades? Oh, yeah, I'm in. I got you. I got you. You're not speaking, are you? No, that's Nigel saying I got you. Xander's nodding. Jet's going to go over and grab the thurible. How big is it? Oh, I know what these things are. It's like the thing they swing in mass. It's, and, it's a yeah. sensor. C-E-N-S-E-R. They swing it and it smokes. Yeah, it's got incense in it and shit. It fits in the fuck it bucket. I'm going to throw it right into the bucket. Casually poisoning all of Fendrea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll come across it in 20 episodes. We'll take care of it then. <laughs> I want to start searching some boxes. Are there more of those in here, though? Like, are we good to breathe or no? This fog is still here. Yeah, the fog will still be there. But I'll sacrifice a minute to search. Give me investigation. God. Seven... Blueberry, a lot of this stuff just looks like pirate stuff. The one thing you do notice, which is very obvious, is there is a box here that is partially opened that has gold nuggets in the bottom of it. I ignore it. I open the door. You go into the next door? Yeah. Who is the lowest constitution modifier? I have plus two. I have plus two. Me too. I have plus four. Okay, so we've got maybe another minute or a little less. Yeah. What is this? What is the this statue I see here? It's the forearm statue. Looks like it used to be pirate treasure. Oh, okay. Booty. As I'm looking at that, do I see anything of value over here? You do see in a slightly opened box some gold nuggets. Ooh, I want to look in. Can I grab as much as I can hold? There is a top on this box that you'd have to lift up. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. I'm going to do it very gently. You put your hands underneath and start lifting up. There are poison tip nails on the other side of this top. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yep. Ow. God. 
you're taking four piercing damage and I need a constitution saving throw. And I wonder if this would have shocked him into losing his breath. We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nat 20. Nice. So you do not actually get poisoned from this. It just shakes you. Let's do a wisdom saving throw. God. Uh, mm, mm. You do still have Bardic. I was just going to ask, what what do I get with that? Oh, D4? D8, and you can roll it twice and take the higher. Okay. That's good. Nine. Oh, my God. Jet, you yelp a little bit. That's enough for you to take a breath in. Give me a constitution saving throw. No. 23. Jet, you know you do not want this in your lungs. It gets into your mouth, but you start pushing out all the air you can to try to get as much out as possible. (coughs) Gross. But Jet, there's 200 gold at the bottom of this box. Goddamn. Gimme, gimme. Takes you a second to grab. We'll say this happened during your minute of Blueberry Investigating as she rushes over and opens the next door. This next room is vastly, vastly different. There is a full-on otherworldly garden in here. Oh! Oh. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The dirt is purplish. The grass is blue. There are brightly colored flowers and most importantly, a large green tree, but not a natural green. And it doesn't have leaves. The tree has these massive orbs on its branches. It looks like they are illuminated from the inside, filled with dense green smoke. Oh, no. These orbs look like the consistency of like a stretched balloon, but they're completely clear. So you can see all the smoke moving around inside. Can I take like a look for any traps? Give me investigation. Damn, these dice are lucky. That's another nat 20. So 23. Damn. Let's go. This seems like a special place. This fog is everywhere. You don't think this would be a good place for traps for fear of hurting something like this tree or something like this garden. What you do see are a few carnivorous plants that are tucked away. Mm. There are vines with thorns coming out of the walls. This place is covered. Okay, so I'm going to look at the rest of them, and I'm going to point to the carnivorous plants and, like, mimic Pac-Man with my my hand. I'm going to send another message through the Sending Stone. Oh, fucking duh. (laughs) And I'm going to send it to Sebastian. It's just going to be the fire emoji with a question mark. (laughs) So now that I've also heard that, because it goes to all of us, right? Not me. I don't have one. It's my personal chat with Sebastian. Well, that's fine. I, I, I mean, so that means that Xander doesn't remember the sending stone in his pocket. So, and no one is thinking to let me know about that. <laughs> so I can just tell them about the carnivorous plants. I can imagine Xander getting so into it. He mimes the waka waka, but they don't seem to get it. So he tries to get an arcade cabinet and like a joystick. Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> for some reason, he leans way too far into Pac-Man rather than like <laughs> carnivorous plant. <laughs> As he's doing this whole like mime spiel, I'm just gonna blank face look at him. And just give the little phone kind of up to my ear motion. And just as I do that, I'll, I'll go to the settings and be like, You want to go to our arcade when we get home? Shit. Um, all right. Not going to lie. Forgot about them. Uh, carnivorous plants. Watch out. I think this is where they produce the gas. We could do something about that. Or we can just avoid everything as best we can. Jet hasn't heard from Sebastian in about 10 seconds. So he's going to send another text with uh, the fire emoji <laughs> but then a tennis ball and then two more question marks oh now i get it no this looks too fancy and then i'm gonna throw the stone to blueberry <laughs> so she can be involved too because i don't know what's going on here and she's the plant lady as you do so the few of you who have a plus two to your constitution modifier you're getting it's starting to hurt <clears throat> i'm gonna try and sneak and weave through the best path that I can to avoid carnivorous plants. Give me dexterity. Or acrobatics. 18. You're able to dance and weave your way over to this next door on the other side. Excellent. And I'll send into the sending stone. I hope y'all were watching because y'all gotta replicate that. Or better, I guess. Good luck. (laughs) I'm gonna try to do exactly what he did. Give me acrobatics. Natural 20 plus 5. God damn, killing it today. Plus 5. I do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll look at Chet. I'm going to send another message to him on the sending he stone. stone. He doesn't have his stone. I threw Blueberry my phone. Oh, I get the message. What does it say? <laughs> it was just going to be a, a capital letter U. You're going to hear Blueberry's voice say, What? Oh, shit. Don't look back at old messages. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like choking a little bit, so I'm going to try to hopscotch over there. Yeah, give me acrobatics. I know better. I'm picking the red dice, which is the death dice. Oh, okay. 18. 18's enough for you to get right over there. Nice and easy. Can I just jump over everything? Because I can like jump far, right? Yeah, give me athletics. 18, baby. You guys are all over by this next door, and you guys are feeling rough. Two more actions each. Can I open the door? Uh, Well, first I want to push Xander kind of out of the door, and I want to push open the door and, like, jump backwards. Oh. Like, as if a log is going to swing through. You push Xander out of the way, open the door, push backwards, and... You open up to where a stairwell used to be at the front of this boat. It looks like it must have broken down when it had crashed into its current position. As you're looking in, you can see that there is a doorway 10 feet above you on the same wall that you're coming in from. There is a cargo net hanging from the rafters above you that looks like people use it to climb to the next level. Oh, like a playground? Is there smoke in here? There is still smoke in here, yes. Wait, there, oh, wait, it goes straight down? There's no floor? There is no floor. There's a cargo net that's hanging down there, and then there's the door directly behind you. Oh, God. <gasps> um, Ooh, how far away is the net? Exactly. Within grabbing distance. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll jump to it. Damn it. <laughs> Blueberry, 
Give me an athletics check to pull yourself up. 12. You jump, you grab, and you start pulling up as the cargo net falls down. Oh, fuck. Uh Uh-oh. Your weight has the cargo net fold down. You can see above it was connected to a plank that was set up. Comes down with you. You're going to take five damage as you fall ten feet. On that plank was a candle. (gasps) And a jug of alcohol. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Shatters and ignites. So... You're also taking 13 fire damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of the planks around you are now on fire, and there is no cargo net going up to the next floor. Is the cargo net still intact? It's currently starting to burn. I'm I'm wrapping my never-ending rope around Jet's waist, and I'm throwing it down the doorway. Before we do that, Blueberry, give me a wisdom save to see if you take a breath. 14. Because you took more damage than that, you're going to breathe in. So give me a constitution saving throw as some of this fog gets in you. 21. You do the same thing. You get enough air in, but you're able to push it off. But you are surrounded by fire. So there is the door that I came out of 10 feet above me, and then there's another one 10 feet above that? Yes. (sighs) Ah... I'm going to turn into a spider. Okay. (laughs) And you're just climbing up the walls? Yeah, I'm specifically going to turn into a freaking ice spider queen, baby. Ooh. What now? (laughs) It's a large ice spider queen. Just an icy, icy spider. Large. thing looks like a Pokemon. I'm going to crawl up the walls and I'm going to make a noise, and I'm going to keep crawling up to the next door. You should carry up the uh the, the rope so that we can oh, climb I'll, up. Yeah, I'll take the rope. As you do so, Sebastian and Xander, you need a breath. Damn it. I didn't even yeah. take the action. Yeah, I do. Twelve. Oh, uh, <laughs> six. Get plus two for my bubble. Eight. Fourteen. Fourteen passes. <gasps> Sebastian. Roll me a d20, would you? Oh, cool. Cool, 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 oh, cool. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Ten. Sebastian, the area around you. Man, this green starts looking purple and blue. Some of the walls start moving a little bit. Uh, and all of a sudden, you see a tiny man appear in the palm of your hand. Oh, no. Oh, he's high as shit. Oh, hey. He's doing a merry little jig on the palm of your hand. Berries and cream, berries and cream. My little animals, berries and cream. You can see this is a pirate. He's got an eye patch on and a peg leg and, like, is in traditional pirate gear. I'm matching his movements. (laughs) (laughs) He is in your left hand. You feel like you cannot let him get hurt. You need to protect him at all costs. Left hand is directly in front of my face, and I'm also doing his little jig. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we notice him doing this? Yes, you do not see anything on his hand. I want to just slap his hand. Be like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? <gasps> oh my god, you're going to traumatize him. 
I, I did like his hand is his up face up in front of his face. I want to look at him confused and just slap his hand down. Be like, what are you doing? We got to help her. Sebastian, this feels like if you saw someone slap your mom in front of you, like the most important person in your life was just attacked by one of your friends. My hand just goes limp and I look up at Jet and make direct eye contact with him and slap him across the face with the other. Give me uh, an attack roll on Jet. God damn it. 30-20. That hits Jet. What's your strength modifier? Minus one. So it does one damage to Jet as you smack him. And after you finish that smack, pirate in your hand, doing a dance. (laughs) Pointing at my hand. When Jet gets slapped, his head is going to turn to the side. And then as he slowly turns back, there's just one tear down his cheek. And I need a wisdom saving throw. Why? Uh, you just got hit by your best friend. If you don't gasp at this. Got slap, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's 10. You take a deep breath in. Now you have to make a constitution saving throw as you have to take a breath in. 19. For a second, you swear you see a pirate dancing in Sebastian's hand, but <laughs> you'll be able to shake that off really easily. <laughs> I'm going to say into the sending stone through my brain to Jet. Sebastian is clearly tripping right now. He sees at least a little man on his hand. We got to (laughs) go. He would know of all people. (laughs) Real serious face on my face, just nodding yes. Meanwhile, I don't know that any of this is happening, but so from 10 feet up the wall, I want to spray web down at the fire. You have web now. It does do cold damage. I don't know if that makes it better. You spray web down at the fire. The fire is no longer raging. Blueberry is currently holding onto the rope. Blueberry, there are like rafters and stuff up here, so it's easy for you to like take a stand. There is a closed door in front of you. Okay. But you're able to let that rope down. I think the rope is still tied to Jet on the other side. Yes. Oh. He's our anchor. Okay, so she can pull me up. I want to open the door first. What could go wrong? (laughs) that's been my approach tonight (laughs) blueberry as you open the next door there's a large room directly ahead of you is a stairway going upward to the main deck which is currently trapped with a large hanging boulder there is a door for what most likely lead to a captain's office next to the staircase but in this room the center of it is a bright green runic circle drawn onto the ground. The rune is a five-pointed star with a circle between each point. The center has a large cauldron. On each circle, you see offering plates, four of them filled with blood. Oh, Oh, no. Behind this runic symbol, you can see a station within Alembic. There's green smoke from the tree below seems to be condensed here into a thick, viscous liquid. There is a large vat of the bright green stuff here. Off to the northern side of the ship, you can see a broken down table with notes and gold nuggets on it. In front of this table is Faye. Just behind her are four cages filled with young girls. She looks like Faye? What the fuck? What does that sound like in Spider? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you have opened the door. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to allow an action from the below team. Oh. So who is trying to climb the rope? Dibs, because I'm right there. Xander, give me athletics. Yuck. Oof. Eight. Plus two, so ten. You have inspo. Yes. Plus inspo. I will say, don't worry about the inspo. DC's ten. Oh, all right. Then I'll save that. So Xander, with that ten, you're able to climb the rope, get up there, and you see the same thing that Blueberry does. So Blueberry, you open this door. Faye is here. There is still this fog. Great. She turns around and sees, as the door opens, a giant spider. You want to get the mayor? What she said. Oh, wait, I don't say that out loud because Constitution. I I say it to the Sending Stone and now Jet is like, what? She looks at you, pulls a lever in front of her. Across the room, underneath this big cauldron of green, a torch falls and lights a pile of hay underneath it. And you can see it starts boiling this liquid as a thick cloud of this dense smoke starts. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, no! Fuck! We're down at the bottom! Fifteen. Seven. Seven. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys basically just choose who goes. Twenty-two. Jet, you're up first. I can't do anything because I have to wait for Sebastian to get up the rope. Because if I go up, he won't have a rope. Or you just steal it from Blue. But then he can't climb up anything. Sebastian's saying, climb up, and then grab the other end and drop it down. Yeah, because it's tied around his waist. Oh, that's true. That's true. I want to crawl up. Give me athletics as you climb up. Twelve. Jet, you are now up in these rafters. Okay, I want to try to steal the rest of the rope from Blueberry and try to drop it down as far as I can. I should note that it is very, very, very painfully cold to be near me. Oh, good. Like, how how near you? Like, any creature that starts its turn within five feet of me takes 2d4 cold damage. What the fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) Why didn't you tell us that sooner? But it doesn't say any character who enters. Well. Yep. Your character model is literally, like, touching mine, so. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) can i take the rope that's around my waist and tie it off to something close by like a rafter like a rafter i'll let you throw it on a rafter okay and then can i move more or no i'm gonna say that was your action and half your movement all right so i'm just gonna move 15 feet to the west trying to run closer towards Faye. And yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Senor Xander, you got to take a little bit of cold damage. Uh That's seven cold damage. Jeez, that sucks. All right, so I'm going to immediately get away from Blueberry. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, I start to uh, start to see some things. Not going to lie. No. Boy. I'm seeing something kind of real spooky appearing behind her because I'm I'm getting anxious. I cast Summon Aberration, oh. which spawns an aberrant spirit that is under my control. He has a turn directly after mine. It is a star spawn. Oh. What the fuck? It's like a creepy alien jellyfish thing. Yeah. The star spawn is... It's, 
kind of a uh, alien looking. It's a spirit, so it's not, you know, fully there, but it looks like a big ass alien. It's spooky. It's got some horns, got some tentacles, and uh, it's just kind of like hovering right behind Faye. It hovers? Jesus. Bonus action. I'll have. Where's Nomura? I will have him fly up and attack Faye as my bonus action. Ooh, that is a miss. Almost certainly. I will then, I guess, just fly him away a little bit, which will be an opportunity attack if she wants to take it. It will be an opportunity attack. As she takes that opportunity attack, you see Faye starts to change. I knew it. I knew it. She no longer looks like a halfling. She immediately stands up six foot tall. Her skin is purplish blue. She has horns coming out of her temples that frame her dingy black hair. And her fingers have grown long, sharp claws that she swipes at Nomura. I'm so sorry, Nomura. <gasps> no. I crit. Bye, buddy. Hope you find you dead. <laughs> okay. That's 22 slashing Jesus damage. Jesus Christ. No. Oh, he's so dead. So Nomura is a uh, goodbye. And now it's time for my aberrant spirit, and he will just float around to the other side of her, just so that he's not near the cages. He can do two attacks. So he'll do, it's called Psychic Slam. And let's see if he hits either of them. 17. That's enough. Second one is six. That's not going to hit. So, 1d8 plus 3, 9 damage, psychic damage, plus the spell's level, so 13. It has an aura around it. At the start of each of the aberration's turns, each creature within 5 feet of the aberration must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell DC, or take 2d6 psychic damage. That is my turn. You will end right there next to her. That is her turn. She completely walks right away from your aberration. Should be able to take reactions to do opportunity attack. I'll do that. 19. 11 damage. Xander, she's coming at you with her right arm with a claw. I just crit again. Bitch! God, what is with the 20s today? Bro. 18 slashing damage to you, Xander. Oof. And I need a wisdom saving throw. See if you can keep that breath held. Oh, I also had a question at the end of his turn. Did the aberration spell have a verbal component? Yes. Instead of that wisdom save, roll me a con save. 11. Roll me a d20, Xander. Five. Xander, your hands are really small right now. (laughs) Donald Trumpin' out here. (laughs) You can only carry things a small creature can carry, so you wouldn't be able to use a heavy weapon or anything like that. Okay. But you have super, super tiny hands right now. (laughs) Excellent. Your your finger blasts are going to go half as far. (laughs) That's your detriment. Okay. That is Blueberry slash Sebastian. You go first. I'm not up there. Um, if I go half my speed, can I be pulling the rope and drag Sebastian up here? 
as long as that doesn't cost an action. I'm going to do that and crawl 15 feet. Sebastian, you have a little man on your left palm. I'm climbing so, so cautiously. You're not even climbing. You're just trying to hold on. I do need an athletics check just to hold on. Okay. Nine. Oh. Nine is not enough. No! And you fall. No! Ten feet down. It's only one damage. Give me a wisdom saving throw to see if you don't open your mouth and take a breath. Natural 20. There's mine. So, Blueberry, you started pulling this rope and all of a sudden (laughs) it got really light. Uh, God damn it. Fuck. If you drop it, it'll still be connected to the top rafter and get down to Sebastian. Okay. I'll just drop it and hope for the best. And I'm going to spray a web at the fire slash cauldron. So the fire that is spraying the smoke is here. Well, I can do that, but it'd be disadvantage. It's 60 feet disadvantage. All right, 19. I rolled two 14s. 19 is enough. You're able to put that fire out. Blueberry, you have calmed that fire for now. Is there anything else you'd like to do? That's my action and my movement, and I don't have a bonus action. Sebastian, you have used your, we'll say your object interaction to grab the rope. All right, well, I'm going to try to compose myself and get off the floor with uh, my pirate buddy balancing in my hand and... I'm going to try to climb the rope. I don't know if I can. (laughs) Athletics with disadvantage. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to use a luck for that. Because the other one was a 13, which I think was okay. Oh, I rolled a five again. No. Oh, no. Wait, luck? Okay. Luck, he he had a disadvantage, right? But he had luck, so he rolled again. He gets to take whatever the highest roll is of the three, right? Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, you can spend one to roll an additional d20, and you can choose- Oh, you can choose which die to use! Let's go! Yeah, I'll choose the 13! Oh my god, thank you, Blueberry. You're just climbing a rope, it's a dc10, it's nice and easy. (laughs) Let's go! I'm doing a little slower, making sure he's okay, but- I am gonna say that is all of your movement. Yeah, I kinda figured. And then just in shock, I'll freak out at the abominations that I'm seeing because I don't know Xander spawned that shit. (laughs) Kind of. He doesn't either. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have anything. That's going to be it because I used my action to climb up and I don't want to waste a bonus action. That is Jet's turn. Jet, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. For what? This thick, liquidy smoke is filling the entire place. It does look like it has stopped coming from that cauldron in the corner, but it is slowly moving over. Damn it. 11. That's not enough. No. Give me a d6 roll. Uh-oh, something new. One. One's the worst one you could get. I need you to roll me another d6 roll. What? <laughs> Five? Jet. Yeah? Things are changing colors. The floor kind of looks wobbly. And you turn around. And a figment of your past haunts you. And attacks. Oh. You rolled a five. You see 
the awakened tree from the bottom of Ecrosia. <gasps> oh my god. And it smacks you with one of its limbs. That's a 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. You're getting tree bonked. He's getting tree bonked. That's 14 bludgeoning damage. Bro, I haven't even done anything yet. This is some bullshit. And then I need a wisdom saving throw because you just got hit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Again. 14. 14's enough. You don't take a deep breath. Okay. Now that I'm done getting bonked, I am going to run up to the old hag and we'll just do a swing. So that's a 21 to hit. Hits. 10 damage. And we will cast uh, Searing Smite. And then we are going to swing again. Again, 21. Dang, man, I'm rolling good today. I'm going to swing and hit her the side of the head and pull back and kind of give it a little shake, a little flick. And the whole top of the hammer is going to engulf in flames. Give me the fire damage separate, please. Yes. So that's eight. And then what do I do for the 1d6? Two fire damage. So 10 altogether. And at the beginning of her turn, she has to uh, she has to roll con saving. Is that the end of your turn, Jet? Yeah, we're going to stay right in place. Xander, she's right next to you, but you're there. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. Yep. I need a constitution saving throw. Like I said, this thick liquidy smoke is around you. 19. 19 does pass. I will freak out a little bit about my tiny hands, but admittedly, it's kind of not anything super new for Xander. Wink, wink. He just feels himself a little bit, gives himself some good vibes. He's just feeling up with his tiny hands. (laughs) So I'm going to do all four, actually, for my bonus action. Four plus six plus five plus... To 17. It's like her last attack didn't even happen. Anyway, so I don't have to speak again. Uh, I'm going to try stabbing her with the knife. 22. Hit. And that is a D4 plus 3. 5 damage. You stab her right in the abs. Why is there no blood dripping on the ground? <laughs> I don't know. Now it is the aberration's turn. So... He will move closer to her, but not close enough to us to get caught in the musk. And two more attacks. Oops, I touched that, which is a bummer because it was a nat. Tw- I'm never getting rid of these dice. Did you get another <laughs> fucking nat 20? It was another nat 20. These, So these are my bloody ones, and they've always been pretty good. Damn. Damn. And the second one is 21, so. Both hit. D8. One plus D8 is three plus three plus four. It's 10 damage for the first hit. 15. So total of 25 psychic. So I'm imagining one arm of tentacles just slapping her through the brain. (laughs) The other one coming down and slapping her through the brain. Part two. Is that the end of your turn, Sander? Uh, yeah. That is the start of her turn. Con saving. So she's going to roll for Searing Smite. That is going to pass. And you just hit her a couple times, Jet. She grabs a small vial off of her side and throws it at your face. 
Ooh, that's a 22. Why, bro? Why Why is everybody rolling 20s? That does four piercing damage as the glass shatters. And I need a constitution saving throw. This was filled with that green liquid. No! 19. 19's enough. Yes. That was her turn. Blueberry Sebastian, your turns. You both need to make con saves at the start of your turns. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that should be good. 17? Mm, am I in jets? Ah, 12. 12's not enough. 17 is. Sebastian, roll me a d6. Uh-oh. Oh. Six. Sebastian, you got that long hair still. It's kind of going everywhere. And you got your little friend out, and you're just kind of looking at him as your hair starts falling down in your face a little bit, and you brush it back as a bunch of tiny spiders start coming out from underneath your hair, and they start webbing you all over. (laughs) Oh my god, it's everywhere over your body. You are currently restrained by the entangle spell, (gasps) and the rest of you just see Sebastian squirming. Get him off me! If you yelled, get him off me, does that do anything? I definitely would have, yeah. Uh, five. You got tiny hands now, dude! Oh, <laughs> shit! Tiny hands, bros. Now it is Blueberry Sebastian's turn. She's looking pretty rough. Eat her. Well, what can I do is the real question. So you are restrained. You can use your action to make a strength check against the spell save DC. If you want to get out, attacks against you have advantage. Your speed is zero. Mm-hmm. And your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on deck saves. Okay. I forgot to roll concentration after I got stabbed earlier. Is concentration to control him or to keep him summoned? To keep him summoned. I got a 14. She didn't do more than 28 damage to you, so you're fine. I would tell you what it looks like I'm going to do, but I think you're too distracted by your hands. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There's spiders, I have a pirate, and now my hands are small. Uh, Go for it. I'm confused (laughs) as hell. I run forward and kind of climb into a spot between the cauldrons, and I'm going to try to bite her on the back of the neck like Spider-Man. Oh, no! I'm going to use inspiration. You got this. Tiny hand finger guns. <laughs> that's a one. God damn it. Uh, that's a ten. <laughs> Ten's not enough. Nope. I chomp. I miss. But you can see that cold aura is right up next to her. Yep. And not anybody. I was careful to pick a spot that's not within five feet of any friends. Sebastian. I'm going to go with a third level dissonant whispers. Oh. Which is a uh, wisdom save of 15. That's a 18. Dang. Okay, you still take half damage. You're just not frightened. And that is going to be half of, ooh, 21. And also keep in mind, I tuned my guitar to F sharp, which is fire damage. So it's 21 fire damage halved. So 10 fire damage. Which is then half to five as she is resistant to fire. <laughs> Damn Oof. it! I thought I was big brain! <laughs> Someone said fire damage. I was like, ooh, I got hype. Because I was asking because I needed to have that fire damage. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) I just could have burned into her brain. Just wait until I get my tiny hands on you. (laughs) (laughs) So Jet, you're up. Xander, you are on deck. And so we just found out that she gets half fire damage. 
Wonderful. All right, yeah, so I guess we are just going to, again, take another swingy swang at her. 25? Plenty, yeah. Five damage, and I am also going to do Divine Smite. So an extra 11 damage. It's just going to shine really bright white, and then it's going to expand out and just dissipate as it hits. And she's looking real rough, and you do have a second attack still. Yep, yeah, we're just noticing that she's not looking too good. We'll take another. And that is 12 to hit. That doesn't do it. Ah, no. All right, Xander, you're up. Me and my tiny hands once again going at her with the knife. 21. That hits. Five damage. Are you doing lethal or non-lethal? <gasps> oh. Because she's yours. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's a tough question. She a hag, and she's like, she kidnapped children. And, like, uh, I feel like Xander and his tiny hands are just not very happy with her I'm it's I'm going into the belly and we'll let fate decide give me a wisdom saving throw that 20 Xander this dagger is pulling you towards her heart oh uh uh well, I that I let it go. I don't fight it. She falls. And for today, that's a wrap. <gasps> oh, what the Shit. fuck, dude? Come on. How are you going to do that to us? Oh. Shit. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you in next week on the BTS, because you're all going to go subscribe to Patreon right now. <laughs> right now. Bitch. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, right now. Bye. 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 Um, am I having a brain fart or is left turn a word? Leftmost? Left left turn, you said? Did I say left turn? Oh, left turn most? Left turn most. Yeah. 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 You're, like, you're <laughs> Did like I say the left that? turn? Mo- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I? So I'm not going no. crazy. Okay. No, I, I'm, in, I'm the idiot. <laughs> you know, alone, alone, it doesn't sound like a word. But when you say, you know, the left turn most side of something, like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that fucking makes total sense. Yeah. Like, left turn mm-hmm. is definitely just, a word. But then you say I'm it alone, I'm like, freaking out. <laughs> I was like, fuck, did, did, like, am I dumb? Like, <laughs> Little tiny self tickles. Elf pickles? What did you say? Self tickles. Oh, tickles. <laughs> if I didn't have a mouthful of sloth, I would have said the same thing. All right. So, like, I don't know how much experience you guys have with uh, God's pharmaceuticals, but let me run you through why what was going through my mind was going through my mind. So yeah, I was uh, I was partaking in a fun guy fun time with a group of friends of friends, and for the sake of their privacy and the legality of things, I'll just use their nicknames, right? So like, there was a handful of us. We had a whole basket, and I know my limits. So me and Saney Love got to our thresholds and just coasted for a bit while Eric Five and Ebab Flow got to where they needed to be. And to be fair, the rest of this is where things got fuzzy, like both in my brain and like in texture, I guess. 
Jeski Fire's coat looked like, well, like a wolf's coat, like a pelt or whatever. And like, I knew it wasn't, but like, I kind of didn't. And the fact that Ash was petting it and talking about hunting it made it real difficult to tell. And honestly, I don't think I saw that coat again that night or ever after. Anyway, I started chasing the elves with New York and Dubward because, you know, the elves are the ones between the lines that like dictate everything, right? They're, they're in between realities and space and time and all that, and they're they're out there just, like, puppeting everything and, it's like, have the fun of crushing some mush. Actually, that sounded kind of gross. I'm sorry. I was, I, I was just... Have the fun of, like, taking a trip. Like I was saying, I was chasing the elves, and it's hard because they can slip out and in just about anywhere, but one of them was definitely warming up. Uh, he called himself Shonda Jesus, or Jesus, or Just Jesus. I don't know, man. It was too much crossover with my actual parents, so I just let it go. Everyone else was kind of in the same boat, so we were all coming up about the same time. Lord Asselberg and Jeff the Milkman did end up having to carry war-torn night out, though. Uh, I think he had finished off the basket because he was still pretty out of it and like kept calling himself the Pungent Master, which for some reason sounded super familiar. Like, maybe one of the elves was talking about it, or like I'd been to something called that, or something. I don't know. Shit's lit, though. 